Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master, Damien Mercado. With me, as always, is Clint Beiser as... Artificarian, trying to save my soul daughter. Soul daughter. That makes it sound like more musical. <laughs> soul daughter, soul daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Callens as... Seven. I'm just here for the TV credit. <laughs> Do you get a TV credit for being on Jerry Springer? I don't know. Kevin does. Who knows? <laughs> Kevin does. Bijan Mustafavi as Lothario de la Pulga. I am here for all the women that come from D and D. And with that voice, you'll get it. <laughs> it's the Nasen XB, right? That Nasen XB sounds like Zorro. Nasen <laughs> X. It's puss, puss and boots. We're really pushing for that sponsorship. These are all great Antonio Banderas characters. We need, yeah, we need Grace and Gersigar Galgari to come back and uh, have the same voice. <laughs> when. I do any character that sounds like Alan Rickman, and Kevin is also playing. It's very <laughs> confusing for the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Jesse Egan as... Uh, today, I will be playing... Tabaxi King, y'all! <laughs> Damn that Gertie Askins! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it'll be a shame to see the Tabaxi King go. He has been a fan-favorite character. Oh, I guess that's a, what is that, foreshadowing? <laughs> I guess I'm going to die today, y'all. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm out of here. You're an NPC. I'll see you next episode. <laughs> Your fate is uncertain. <laughs> All right, my first action is to duck and cover. As long as I die doing what I love, shower sodium. Shower sodium is what oh. I love. We're actually doing a spin-off podcast for you. He could die, but then be revived like Jon Snow. You know, you just put a <laughs> bunch of bath salts in his wounds, and then he jumps right up. <laughs> That'd be a funny ghost voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> Boom, motherfucker! <laughs> you know you can't kill the Florida man! <laughs> Honestly, I think in D&D, the most, like, unkillable character goes, like, God, dragon, Florida man. <laughs> I think Gollum from Lord of the Rings was like the first Gollum. fantasy Florida man. He was a Florida man. He Just was. messed out. <laughs> steal your bread. He's like, my precious. Totally, man. Dirty rotten robots. We hate them. <laughs> he would travel all the way across a mountain path just for one crappy piece of jewelry. <laughs> We need it, my shower sodiums. I'm going to go on record. This is our best uh, character intro session we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't delete all this. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sarah Lee Steiner could not be here today. Shower sodium? She took a blow to the head. <laughs> <laughs> she had a work emergency and will be back as soon as possible. I know she would really appreciate it if fans of our show could reach out to her at Sarah Lee Magic on Twitter. She will do anything to not have a conversation with Tifi about that father thing. <laughs> anything. Uh, 
When we last left our adventurers, Kevin, Lothario, and Tifi had gotten some dire news from the Oracle of Tampa Bayopolis, telling them that Tifi's daughter, Gertrude, was in immediate danger, and they had to speed down to divorce court to save Gertrude. Meanwhile, inside the divorce court, The Gary Winters Show was proceeding magnificently. They haven't had an episode like this since the last time Gertrude was getting a divorce. The Debaxi King Cletus Wiener Oscar Meyer. That is my name. <laughs> divorce. They were visited by several characters from their past, including Antonio the Tiger and the five most fabulous of Cletus. Uh, the name just doesn't roll off the tongue. Cletus Wiener Cletus Oscar Wiener. Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> that totally rolls. What are you talking about? Rolls like a Frankfurter. Cletus Wiener Oscar Meyer. <laughs> and Cletus Wiener Oscar Meyer's five most fabulous fiancés came on the show to duke it out with Gertrude and Cletus Wiener. Did I lose three? I thought I had eight. Well, you have eight, but only the most fabulous five of them. Three of them stayed home. Oh, the fat five. That's right. Okay. Three of them are modest and don't want to be on camera. This is who's going to take care of the tabaxis. <laughs> it's Cletus Wiener's bad memory, not Jesse's. <laughs> five of your husbands earned a majority of the income traveling the country, making people's dreams come true. Hmm. They're too good for me, y'all. <laughs> they really are. They so <laughs> are. They're way out of my league. And while Gertrude and Cletus Wiener mixed it up with those first two guests, nothing got out of hand. It wasn't until the third guest, Gertrude's former brother-in-law, Tracker, and several of his kin, and dozens of his kin came to the studio, doing serious damage to Gertrude. When the head of the Gary Winter security team, Bob, went to break up the fight and pull away Tracker, Tracker killed him and was about to kill Gertrude live on air when sweeps uh, me, when, I tell you. when they were interrupted by TV and the rest of the gang. Tracker sees the rest of the party. Oh, you got some old loved ones coming to help you out, Gertrude. Oh, well, tell you what, I ain't going to kill you yet. I'm going to kill everyone you love first. How's that sound? Tracker doesn't get a response. One of his brothers goes, Hey, I think she's knocked out from blood loss. I think I don't think she heard what you said, Tracker. Shut up. I know that. She actually fainted from hearing that Tifi's her dad. Stay away from my daughter! <sighs> Everybody, there's gas all throughout the studio. Even Gary Winter. Oh, my. Who is this man? Um, excuse me, that's more of a Maury thing. They do the father stuff. That's next door. I've been through some shit. I'm a warforged, apparently. My soul's stopped. That's... You know what? Fuck off! That guy's trying to kill Gertrude, and I'm not having it. Apparently, Gertrude hasn't heard any of this. Perhaps it was the blood loss. Perhaps it was Tifi laying this big emotional bomb on her, but... Perhaps it was the two bottles of whiskey she polished off for breakfast. <laughs> Perhaps it is the two empty bottles of whiskey laying at her feet that apparently she chugged in the time it took Tracker to walk 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Plus shower sodium and uh, what was that spaghetti drink thing? <laughs> yeah, Gertrude hasn't slept in like 36 hours. This is, this is over too. Tracker, you bastard! Gertie Askins, are you all right? I try to dive down and, and, and see if she's okay. And then... Faints, dead away. 
All right, well, I'm just gonna kill all you. She's gonna come to and see that I killed all you, and then I'll kill her. I think that's even better revenge. We have already rolled for initiative. First up is Tracker. The party rushes to stage. Tracker backs off, goes and meets with his kin. We now have the party and the Tabaxi King standing around an unconscious Gertrude ready to fight. Gertie, are you all right? And I dive down and check out her her head and make sure she didn't get killed by falling. <laughs> she is still alive. Thank the Lord above. Damn you, Tracker. Though she breaks heavily of whiskey and bath salts. Mm, that's the smell I love. And body odor. The perfume of the Gertie. <laughs> <laughs> tobacco. I could keep naming sense. <laughs> now, at this point, all of his cousins, and there's 26 of them, they surround you. Now, you notice perhaps it's by design or perhaps it's um, just a matter of uh, cousins loving on cousins, but all of these members of this family look extremely similar to each other. In fact, uh, now that Trucker's not talking and standing next to all these guys, they all just look like one big Where's Waldo of... Are they going to form into like a giant Voltron? <laughs> flannel, overalls, and beards. So here, this fight's going to have this mechanic here. Each time you attack, you are going to be attacking trying to find Tracker. Now, before each attack, you're going to roll a luck check. At the beginning, only a 20 will hit Tracker. Now, Tracker doesn't have a ton of health. You guys have beaten dragons. You guys have killed powerful enemies. This is just a redneck elf, right? <laughs> Tracker does not have a fuck ton of health, but he can dish out some pain. If you roll low on your luck check and you hit one of his kin, then it kills them. Then your chances of, of hitting Tracker go to with one down. So a 19 and a 20 will hit Tracker. Uh, so and so forth. So this is a good Jerry Springer episode. <laughs> Tracker is going to roll his first attack. Now you see this. Uh, it looks like the last page of a Where's Waldo book where it's all the Waldos, but every one of them looked like a, a cast member of Duck Dynasty. I like that it's the last page of a Where's Waldo book. Like the first page is a bunch of other people, not Waldos. Huh? Huh? It is. They're all non-Waldos. The last page of the Where's Waldo book. And you guys know who what I'm talking about. I think we just learned something about Damien. I didn't know all that. I didn't I just either. Learned something about Waldo. The last page about Waldo. Oh. It's like a, it's like a math book. The answers are in the back. It's, it's just all Waldos. What happens at the end? What you're saying is it's like a Where Isn't Waldo. Is that what you're saying? You're saying it's like a house of mirrors. Everyone's Waldo. Except one. Oh, you mean it's like the book Where Isn't Waldo? Why didn't you That's say that? That's what I said. I said that. Damn it. You know what? I'm going to edit out Jesse's joke, and I'm going to put in Dave's joke out of spite. <laughs> Good job, Dave. <laughs> it didn't get a laugh when I did it. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> so much funnier coming out of Dave's mouth. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Clint, give it a shot. Clint, it's like Where Isn't Waldo? Hey, uh, hey guys, is, is this more like, where is Waldo not? Yes! <laughs> so much funnier! Stay on the fucking script. Amazing! <laughs> yeah, he's ad-libbing oh, now, Jesus. he's riffing, he's getting jazzy. We got Johnny Depp in here. Mm. <laughs> Trekker rolled a 21, and he is going to come after... Dirty bastard. He is going to come after the Tabaxi King. Damn it! Cletus Wiener? Cletus Wiener, Oscar Mayer! 21, does that hit? Uh, what? Ah, uh, 21? Yeah, yeah, shit. 
I got a, a six, <laughs> 16 armor class. With two attacks with his short sword, does 23 damage to the Tabaxi King. You just picked up Gertrude's hunting rifle. Did you take anything else out of Gertrude's? While I'm down there making sure she's okay, I, I want to search her real quick for any weapons because I, I didn't bring any into the uh, Gary uh, Winner's show. I'm trying to search her for any weapons that I can use to uh, retaliate. Can I tell you what's in her inventory that I find right here? For this fight, Sarley couldn't be here. Jesse's going to be taking over as a de facto Gertrude. He is going to be playing with her character sheet. Because Sarley hasn't really uh, explored any of the items she's been given, <laughs> if you see any of note and you want to use them, please. Okay. So, yeah, I, looking through her equipment, the first thing that I find that's interesting is she has the endless pack of heavy flow arcane menstrual pads. Yes, she does. Which, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> did she create? Did Sarah Lee create that item? Yes, uh, it, it, I believe it was episode three. It was the episode before you came on the show. I believe you guys went. The party went to Adventures Mart, and I made the mistake of asking them what types of items they would like. And she bought maxi pads. But Jesse, to answer your question, we like to shop. We just don't like to use the things we buy. <laughs> so, so she's never used this. This is uh, it says one arcane pad. She's mentioned them. She's mentioned. Oh, she's mentioned them. I don't think she's used okay. them. Okay. It says one arcane pad can absorb ten thousand times its weight in fluid. Uh, one pad could also be placed over a wound to recover one d six hit points. So can I? rip two of these pads open and put one on her head wound and one on the one that I just took from Tracker? Um, we, we can say we can say that you did that to Gertrude while she's unconscious. It is not your turn yet, though, so you can't do any of that. We'll say that narratively you put on her gear before the fight as the others were going because um, you can change as they you can change gear as fast as they do in video games. Uh, let me just change my clothes real quick. He, he does a line of the shower sodium. <laughs> I'm like Mr. Rogers, addicted to drugs. <laughs> he just buries his head in Gertrude's hair and snorts some of her dandruff salts. <laughs> Hold on, wait, I'll never get this gear on in time for the fight. Unless, and he searches Gertrude's pocket for the shower sodium, <laughs> does a line, and then uh, next thing you know, he snaps his finger and the gear's it's on. It's like Popeye. I've heard it ever, man, toot toot. Doing math and basalts. <laughs> 23 damage to Cletus Wiener Oscar Meyer. Mm-hmm. Ow! What did he hit me with? <laughs> he did two short sword attacks. Oh. Uh, while this rotating group of rednecks is around you, <laughs> you just see two short sword attacks come out of nowhere and stab Cletus Wiener uh, once in the right thigh and in his abdomen. Ah! I've been poked by a random rotating bunch of rednecks. Oh, take, take that. As this mysterious shadow voice uh, echoes in the in the distance, <laughs> you mess with, with the wrong family. family. We're, gonna We're gonna get you. Get you. Damn you! That was so random. <laughs> Next in the order is Tifi. So Tifi doesn't really know what to think at the moment. Everything is crazy. I'm gonna kill your kill robot, your robot daughter. daughter. <laughs> his, his robot emotions. And is understanding that there's this fucking Gertrude is his daughter of some sort. He feels protective for some reason. And so he gets within range of where Gertrude is, stands over her, and casts Spirit Guardians. 
You call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you at a distance of 15 feet for the duration. Can they be alcoholic spirits for her? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you are good or neutral, their spectral forms appear angelic or fae. Your choice. I'm already going with fae. Yeah, these are some some drunken pixie fae. Nice. Guardian spirits. Hey, yeah, I'm a pixie. What do you want? You want to go? <laughs> These are some pixies that you'd run into on a corner at 3 a.m. in downtown Tallahassee. When you cast this spell, you can dis- uh, designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. And that is everyone except for uh, truckers or trackers gang of cousins. An affected creature's speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 5d8 radiant damage because I cast it at level 5. If you are good or neutral or necrotic if you're evil, I'm uh, good or neutral at the the moment. So um, I'm going to say radiant damage. 15 foot radius. Okay, yeah. Everyone that I see, including Gary Winters, everyone that's not a part of Tracker's gang will take damage. Or won't, everyone that's not part of them won't take damage. You should leave out one production assistant too, just to let him know that. <laughs> one, one production assistant looks a little bit too much like uh, Tracker's <laughs> friends. So unfortunately, uh, one of them Duck Dynasty looking beard people they don't bet. They best not approach. Okay. He also doesn't get Gary Winter's coffee orders right. I'm completely fine with losing him from this show. That is completely fine with me. Two creams of sugar with a Danish crammed inside. What is so hot about that? <laughs> the Danish is crammed inside the coffee. I don't understand. See, you sound like the intern that's going to die. He seems so nice on the show. <laughs> yeah. As you trashed up America from the 1990s. <laughs> yeah. TV, is, is that the end of your turn? That's a big spell at the level five. I'm, I'm good with it. Excellent. You guys are under the watchful eye of several very dangerous looking fey creatures who are just looking to start shit. Nice. Dang, they look like they're serious. Okay, next we have Cletus Wiener Oscar Meyer of the Tabaxi King. So I slapped the uh, maxi pads on uh, on our heads to make sure we're you know to make sure she doesn't die and uh, I put one on my own wound. Oh, actually, wh- what did I, I get poked in the leg or something? Oh, Jesse, please put one on your cheek like Nelly. Yeah, I want to I want to wear a big maxi pad. Thank you, like Nelly. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> but it wraps all the way around the back of your head. These are big. Yeah, it wraps around one ear, so I can't hear out of my right ear now. But um, <laughs> but anyway, so I I search Gertrude's giant maxi pads for giants. Like, I- well, they hold ten thousand times their weight in fluids. She apparently has a rifle or some kind of weapon called Oberon's Pursuit. It looks like a hunting rifle, like a badass ornate uh, steampunk hunting rifle with a purple finish. I get two attack. So I rolled a 18 and then a 20. Those are both with a plus 12. That's not a natural or anything. Did you roll the luck roll? Uh, 18. Unfortunately, while a great roll doesn't hit. You do not hit tracker. He just got done saying some stupid like, uh, that's right, my me and my keen are gonna gut you like a fish. And Cletus Wiener closes his eyes, hones in on the voice and, I'll kill you, tracker! Just misses. 
Okay, so we've got the first one I did 14 damage, and the second one I did 15 damage. Are those the two different targets? Oh, I killed two! I killed Traker and Trooker! Their kin don't have as much uh, stamina. Yeah, you killed two of the younger members of, of his kin. Two elves with beards fall with uh, gunshot wounds in their chest. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be killing you extra hard for killing my kin. No, 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 they, them was, was, was barely young. They barely even got to drink moonshine for 10 years. How's the Gary Winters audience dealing with this mass murdering going on? Oh, they're loving it. Are they? They're loving this. Is this their favorite episode? At first, when there was an actual murder, uh, a lot of them started to run away. But then once Tifi ran in with that I am your father drama, they all stopped and slowly started sitting back down in their seats. And now they're just chanting and wooting and hollering. Wow. Uh, when you got stabbed, there was, a, there was a bunch of people who would woo. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, it does sound fun. So you've killed two. All right, so... Now a 18, 19, or 20 is enough to hit Tracker. Okay. Um. You do get a third attack. I, I gave her a speed quiver that if, if she attacks twice, she can use it as a third attack. Okay. Can I do it now and bust off one more shot at uh, Treaker? Yes. Uh, go ahead and give me a luck roll. Okay. Oh, sorry. A luck roll first. Oh, 17. No good. 17, again, you are just right on Tracker's ass. Oh, you killed my kid. Oh, no. But he keeps moving. Next thing you know, another cousin falls. You hear a gunshot. Oh, yeah. I rolled a 22 to hit uh, Traker. I'm running out of vowels here, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, that hits. You kill another cousin and... I killed three of your kin. He did 22 damage. Shit. That's three down. Next in the order... We have Lothario. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Looking at my uh, skills, I see that I am high in acrobats. I hope you I waited think... until your turn to look at your stats. <laughs> I think what I need to do <laughs> That's what we're seeing. Is... <laughs> I would like to backflip into the biggest group of rednecks I can see while doing the splits and rotating my legs. Oh no, he's going to go into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> to kick them in the face. <laughs> Give me an acrobatics check. He's gonna crowd surf. <laughs> this is awesome. Use your as a rogue. You want to use your stealth and get lost in the audience. Yes. When you're gonna attack the rednecks, are you attacking the the f- enemies or the crowd? <laughs> Give me an acrobatics check. Acrobatics check. <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to flip and lands on his head. <laughs> oh, goddamn. <laughs> Lothario knows there are cameras on him right now, and he looks at one of the cameras, gives like a Jim from the office style smirk, and then makes a break for the edge of the stage, runs, and I guess in his mind, he is going to do a flip off of the stage and. <laughs> throw some splits in there when he lands and and just get lost in the stage. Instead, he trips over a beer bottle that somebody had thrown onto the stage. Oh, and ends up, Sorry about that bottle! And it, it looked a lot more like when Charlie Brown misses the football because it's yanked out in front of him. <laughs> uh, I want you to take five falling damage from this as you land like WWE style into uh, a crowd of chairs. 
<laughs> oh no, my hair is so messed up from this fall. <laughs> you are not stealthed in that crowd right now. <laughs> you did not just get lost you, in the crowd. Oh, I did the splits for my loins for no reason. <laughs> if you didn't notice, oh you are not stealth. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more wisdom and perception and insight. <laughs> There's a large uh, orcish woman that Lothario's like has his head in her lap, like the way he landed. Jeez. And it's it's a very uncomfortable situation. <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> I ain't opposed to this. I, I mean, this is fantasy Florida. <laughs> it's, it's all fair game. Well, my neck feels like it's broken, so I think I have to stay here for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, the audience is going. Does he get a second action? Can he do anything else? So I will say that. You know what? You could roll a stealth check now if you wanted. That'd be your bonus action. Because you did create a spectacle here through your narrative, creative, dirty storytelling. <laughs> And now the crowd is standing up and hollering at. I like the idea of him jumping up and wiping out really hard and then just trying to sneak away. (laughs) (laughs) I created a diversion over here and then sneak over here. I will hide now. (laughs) Yeah, you see a couple of the cousins who are in the middle of the fight are like looking over their shoulder like, what's happening over there? (laughs) That's a bad acrobat. Oh man, I missed it, damn it. (laughs) That guy could have been on jackass. Uh, I got 13. Uh, 13 stealth check. Um, that is not enough to stealth. So, Plus 13, so I'm 26. Never mind, I am very sneaky. Lothario, you are... <laughs> you disappear. You are no sh- stranger to causing scenes. Uh, the, the orcish lady's husband, who's standing right next to him, going, What do you do with my wife? And he attempts to grab you, but you somehow slip under the feet and under the chairs. And just like uh, there's this big scrum that happens in the studio audience, people are fighting... People are hooting and hollering, and you have made your way to the outside of the circle. You can take a shot now if you want. Yes, I will take a shot with my crossbow. Roll a d20 first. 17. Mm. I think that just missed, doesn't it? That hits. Oh, does it? No, that hits. Jesse, after his last shot, that 17 became available. Oh, Oh, shit. Jeez. So, okay, Uh, you make contact. All right, and you are stealth. So, So 19? 36? Damage. Excellent, excellent. Whoa. Level 10 rogue, Oh, my God. Lothario, you sneak around the back of this crowd and this fight that you've created in the studio audience, and you take aim at the sight of rednecks. Not the rednecks who are fighting in front of you, but the rednecks who are trying to kill you on stage. (laughs) And you just randomly shoot at one of them. And against all odds, you hit your target. You hear... Uh, the same uh, menacing, echoing voice going, Oh, he shot my ass. God damn it. Boys, kid, you're supposed to block those shots. You can't see him, but you have done significant damage to uh, you hear him. Damn it, he went through. He got both cheeks together. Which is something Lothario canonically has practiced doing. He's skewering cheeks. I did not know the person, but I knew it was an ass that I was shooting. Ah. Uh. Canonically, he actually did this to his cousin who tracked Gertrude down in the sewers almost a year back. Nice. He did the same thing he did to Tweaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Zo- it's like the Zorro Z. It's just a, a arrow through the ass cheeks. Oh. You guys keep in mind he pulled off this amazing shot after botching a backflip. <laughs> I 
think he, he did something similar last time. He boshed something last time before pulling off the ad. <laughs> it's a distraction. It's almost like the drunken master. Like the drunken master is meant to lull you into a sense of false confidence. All right, and that is his turn. You have done significant damage to Tracker. To his ass. Yes. If you kill Tracker, this fight ends. Yes. Or stop Tracker, this fight ends. Let's kill him. Kevin, you are up. <laughs> Kevin looks at this sea of nearly identical people mobbing around and says, Oof, where isn't Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> It's so much funnier the fourth time when Kevin does it. It wasn't wasn't funny the first, second, or third time, but that time, that was. He is on the last page. That was amazing. So Kevin is going to place the immovable rod in front of him. First of all, as a defensive <laughs> tactic, so no one can get near him, but also he's going to use it on his next attack. He's going to try some acrobat shit. He loves this thing. So he's placing the rod, and then he's going to use his acne flute, which he hasn't used in a while. <laughs> acne? Like Wiley Coyote. Acme? Looney Tunes. Acme. I rolled, a, I rolled a nine for which person I hit, so I didn't hit Tracker. I don't know if I want to hit Tracker 2, the sequel, or if I want to hit Trebek, the smart one. There it is. I will say you hit Trebek. Okay. Trebecker. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing in this family? So Acme flutes. I roll a 1d4. Yeah, Jesse, the flute, it's just like four different options. Like an anvil falls from the sky or a piano falls from the sky. I rolled a three, which is a girder drops and deals 3d6 crushing damage and 3d6 slashing damage. Oh my God. Why don't you use that thing all the time? I just Because that's the best just, one. Sometimes it's stupid. Oh, really? First, if I hit a one out of four, it's a random cartoon pops up out of a hole. That's it. That's all that happens. Yeah, that's all that happens. It's still a cool flute. 12 crushing damage and 12 slashing damage to Trebekah. Um, can you please form that in the... <laughs> Put that attack in the form of a question. Can, can you please phrase that in the form of a question? Damien, Damien uh, phrase this scene in the form of a question for us. What is, what happens when Kevin starts playing his flute? I'll tell you. (laughs) The Daily Double. (laughs) Kevin starts playing, and Kevin notices an X with a shadow that seems to be getting smaller, as well as a slide whistle. He looks in front of him, and it's not lining up with Trebekah. But as he's playing the flute, all the members of the Redneck family are like, hey, this is a pretty good little tune. <laughs> and are, are kicking their feet. Kevin realizes the X is not in the right place, so he kicks the X, and it slides under Trebekah's feet, and the shadow moves with it. And not more than a second later, a massive steel girder crushes the Redneck. <laughs> the smartest of this redneck family, thereby dashing any hope of upward mobility for his kin. To be fair, it doesn't crush him so much as it lands on his head and wraps around to the shape of his body, (laughs) but still killing him. Does it go boing? (laughs) The girder falls at a complete, you know, up as a complete perpendicular angle and then falls to the side. And when it does, the guy's body springs like an accordion, <laughs> but it's actually much more horrific when it happens to a creature in real life. <laughs> There's a lot of organs. Not nearly as amusing as we were led to believe. It's like blood is spurting out of broken bones, but it's still like... <laughs> yeah, he's able to say, kill me. 
Oh my god. He, he gets the head lump that goes up in the cartoons. <laughs> the audience loves it though. They oh, are yeah. laughing. 100%. Up a storm. Those Tweety birds that go around their heads. God, what are you going to do next, Dave? Are you going to just pull out that dip acid that the judge used in the end of Roger Rabbit and wipe out the rest of these guys? I have a dip. Rednecks are a curse oh God. On, this, on this town. <laughs> but I have a solution. Sodium benzene. I told you not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we love that movie. Oh, what do you do? What's the rod going to do now? It's not going to move. I'm going to say it's going to let anyone who attacks me a disadvantage because it's blocking the front of me, but also I'm going to use it to do some acrobatic shit on my next oh, turn. Oh, wow, nice. Because that's how D&D works. The players get to establish <laughs> what happens from their random ass usage of weird totally. objects. <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, it's pretty dead on. Kevin knows how this universe works. It's beautiful. Now it is the minion's turn. I'm going to do a group roll. I'm just Okay, so I'm going to do two rolls, and each one is going to signify five of them attacking. It is a nine plus six, I want to say. So it is a 15. Each one of you has two people attacking you. So if you have an AC above 15. I think we all do. Yeah, I have a 16. 21. So this first wave of rednecks throws themselves at you. (laughs) (laughs) Like zombies. Are you, are you saying two of them run at me? Like 28 days later. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They are attacking. Uh, it's like a bunch of angry lumberjacks. So then two of them have to roll a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. Uh, one of them makes it. The other one does not. All right, let me see if you... T- I never thought I'd have to fight my own kind. <laughs> I'm going to roll the 5d8. One of them will take uh, full damage and one will take half. So one of them takes 26 damage and the other one takes 13 damage. So the the drunken pixies or fairies uh, flitting about within a 15 foot radius, like they're all basically little Gertrudes being like, come on, try to to get me fuckers. You're in my space now, motherfucker. And they're just like (laughs) stabbing them in, in like their armpits with their like razor thumbs and Ow. like their fingers are like instead of Edward Scissor hands, they're just all like razors to cut up coke with. They're they're just like slash and they're they're awful creatures, honestly. The one that gets full damage, like five of these fairies just pounds upon him and razor him up and uh <laughs> and they snort his blood. They're they're crazy. And then the other one, only like two fairies do this. To be fair, each of these guys certainly has oxy or something in their blood. Shower sodium. They can smell it. They can smell it on the air. These pixies are ferocious. They they want some blood. I picture the pixies, the band. <laughs> one of them dies. We're going to say the second one gets his ass kicked out. This pixie didn't do lethal damage, just bloodying up real good. So this other guy gets thrown out of uh, the circle of protection. His nose is busted up, his eyes swollen shut, and um, he flies backwards. You know what? Actually, you know what, Clint? That entire group, so go ahead and... I said half of them were attacking on that one, so we'll say that they all those five would have entered your zone. Five of these rednecks uh, decide to charge you guys, and they don't realize that Teefy's trap has been laid. What did he leave out? A bunch of, like, Coors Lights? <laughs> <laughs> they see the uh, the one guy get killed, and they see the other guy get thrown back, and two more are like, come on, they're just fairies. We got them. Come on. Come on. We're rednecks. I'm drawn towards him as well. 
Go for it. Try to take on my little weak fairies. Do it. Come at me, bro. And, uh, anyhow, the, they, so they uh, foolishly step into Clint's circle of protection. And when they do, uh, I think the term people blender <laughs> can be used. Imagine little fairy Gertrudes that turn into piranhas when something's in their radius, and they just chew the hell out of these little bastards. One of them goes down uh, the guy's pants, and it's like having an evil squirrel or piranha get loose in the pants. You, the redneck, just you just see like little blood spots ar- around as this creature is just clawing up everything down mm-hmm. there. You see another one horrifically fly down one of these rednecks' throats, and you can only imagine the damage that's being done. Oh no, his poor redneck! The audience has to look away. You know, if one's flying down a throat, something else is flying up a something else, okay? Let's, uh, like, use your imagination, theater of the mind, folks. No one deserves this. At gunpoint, a dungeon master is being forced to explain a fairy crawling out of an ass. <laughs> Under duress, I have described that is what's happened. Nice. So four rednecks die, one injured. The next group is going to attack. They know some magic. They know not to go there. They see one member of the party, not around anybody, and he's not stealthed anymore because he just fired. And they are going to throw themselves at Lothario. I'm going to do a group attack roll. Chase ready. What is your armor class, Lothario? 16. Oh, they rolled a 19. Okay, so. They all give him pink belly. Lothario, you take 35 damage Whoa. as five of Tracker's redneck cousins meander from the stage and rush the Latino man who shot their brother. No. I feel like since there's five of them, it looks like the, the Tasmanian Devil dust cloud with just like fists and feet coming out. And my scarf flies in the air. <laughs> cloud continues, but Lothario's thrown out. He has a couple of stab wounds on him. He's, he's, he has a black eye, his nose is... And a new tattoo, strangely. Where's my scarf? Lothario hikes up his sleeves and throws himself back into the <laughs> dust cloud. I'm not afraid of a good dust up, eh? <laughs> back to the top, it is Tracker's turn. Uh-oh. Tracker, he is going to... Tracker is going to attack her. Yeah, he is going to attack Tifi. <laughs> oh, this robot's her dad? I don't think this could be any sadder. And he is going to pull out his compound bow, his heavy Burt Reynolds deliverance-style compound bow. <laughs> and he is going to take two shots at Jesse, at Clint. At TV. At TV. <laughs> Time's the charm, bro. <laughs> oh, all of you. Someone else took two shots. He rolled a natural 20. <laughs> he does 30 damage to TV with that attack. He has another one. <laughs> TV, you have like 20 AC, right? 21. Yeah, this doesn't hit. So he is able to hit you for 30 damage. Stevie, you're sitting there in your metal body feeling confident about damage, but like a Steve Martin prop, an arrow just pierces the side of his head. (laughs) 30 damage. Because he's a warforged, a non-lethal move, but it certainly has damage, Tifi. He's a wild and crazy warforged. (laughs) Tifi starts playing the ukulele and uh, snaps. (laughs) <laughs> when the arrow hits him in the side of the head, he just looks back over at Tracker. All right, <laughs> got one. Oh, oh. Make my day, bitch. Oh, 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 I'll be making it all day. I got a lot of avenging to do. You killed a lot of my kin. TP, you're up. Emotions double. 
No, no, no. There's no effect. He just wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah. He he thinks maybe he can like he can turn off his emotions, so he think he thinks he can maybe turn them up. Arrow pierce part of his brain. Tifi, as you double your emotions, anger is overtaking you. You have never, as a warforged, found it this hard to be in control. Does he fly into a rage, a war rage? Oh, he kills all of us. Oh, me! Come <laughs> Come back four episodes later to see how that is resolved. Yeah, that's the way Dragon Ball Z works, right? It takes fucking forever for anything to happen. Just like Awful Neutral. <laughs> Tifi fully enraged, almost like a barbarian rage mode, just slowly starts walking in the direction. So slowly that that's his whole turn. <laughs> he doesn't have perfect sight on uh, Tracker, but he is making the fairy circle around him approach Tracker. Roll your luck. We're going to see if you walk towards Tracker. I rolled a three, so I walk in the direction he shot me from, but he somehow got around me. <laughs> hey, look at him. He's about to murder my cousins. <laughs> oh, the humanity. I walk in the direction that he was in, but I make sure to leave my spirit guardians covering Gertrude by a couple feet. So you need the wisdom saves, and then I'll roll the the damage 18 damage so two of those redneck saved they'll take nine damage the rest take 18 all right uh we're gonna say that that's not enough to kill any one of them we'll say that your uh fairies are just kind of bloodlusted out uh don't get me wrong they put a solid beating <laughs> on each one of the the rednecks but uh all of them are still breathing so i i still get to uh attack because i haven't cast anything else so I'm going to just pick, I'm going to pick a random one and toll the dead on them. What does that do? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> ominous. Trevor Hoffman, summoned from the bullpen. So uh, it's another DC 17 wisdom save. Remember, if the person is already injured, then they take double dice damage, uh, making it uh, 17 damage. And since everybody around me is injured. Ooh, on my turn, I want to cast Troll the Dead. I want to make fun of them all. <laughs> on my turn, I want to cast Toll House Cookies and get some delicious <laughs> cookies. He passed. Toll the Dead, if you pass, you pass. <laughs> no no damage? No damage. It's a cantrip. TV, you just fucked up a lot of elves. Uh, but no deaths. In fact, there might be a teachable moment in this. <laughs> Tabaxi King. Okay. Um, so, so there's a group of 14 still sort of clustered in an area? They're just all over the studio. There's two groups, basically, now. There's the group TV approach. Okay, well, I want to try to cast a spell on that group that TV, the TV's not... There's a spell that uh, I've got as a ranger called Spike Growth. And the ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range twists and sprouts hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every five feet it travels. So basically they would just sort of corral them into that area. All right. Uh, they are now surrounded by brambles and uh, no, they can't move, which is fine because they're all beat up from fairies <laughs> and they're kind of just want to die right now anyway. Okay. I don't know which one of you is tracker, but all of you can eat some vines. 
and I cast <laughs> spike growth and a bunch of viney, spiky growths come out at their feet. Actually, it also says something about uh, the transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom check against your spell to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. It looks like thorny carpet and love seats and couches have become vines and are now a thorny encumbrance to this guy. But the point would be they wouldn't know to not move, so they might kill themselves. That would be nice. It said, the transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area... Lothario, you're up. I, I think I see Tracker in my sights, and I, I notice I have a dagger weapon. Give me a perception check. Oh, let me give you a perception check in the better voice. Hold on. Perception. Modifier is negative oh, one. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very perceptive. I got a 14 or oh, a 13 overall. It still looks like 20 Al Borlands. <laughs> you don't see him around. I would like to throw my dagger at one of these motherfuckers with a beard. I'll let you throw two daggers. I will throw two of them. Plus nine, 18. That's going to be your hit. Give me a luck roll real fast. We're going to see if you hit Tracker. 12. Uh, no. We're at 14. <laughs> oh, it's no good. But go ahead and roll me some damage. Throw for two dagger throws. Plus nines. Okay, 24. Yeah. Uh, Lothario, you are in this scrum. You backflip away and you grab your knife and you throw it. And just like Jack Burton from <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China, he throws a knife and it just sticks right in the middle of some of Al Borland's head. <laughs> A way less likable, more hateful Al Borland. Let's, I don't want to tarnish Al Borland's <laughs> lovable demeanor. Mal Borland. Mal Borland. <laughs> Mal Borland. <laughs> I took out Mal Borland. Mal Borland falls with Lothario's dagger stuck uh, in between his forehead. That's amazing. I need to go get my lucky dagger back and clean it up. This is disgusting. Women do not like a messy blade. No. I'll kill you all for this. I've lost so many good can. It's going to take almost four weeks to replenish our can. Until the next group of cousins comes of age to brawl. <laughs> Moving right along, we have Kevin. Let's see what he has I rolled planned. a nine for my tracker check, so I'm going after the wrong dude. Um, I'm obviously not going into the <laughs> bramble patch that Jesse laid down. Stay out of that bramble. He's, he's not smart, but he's not unwise. Exactly. So... Take a deep breath, hold my breath for invisible. Step up on the immovable rod. I'm gonna do like a, just a badass flip in the air and come down with my hammer on somebody. <laughs> so you're gonna step off the immovable rod, use it as a- I'm gonna leap into the air off of that, do a flip, and then bring the hammer down on somebody. While invisible, all while invisible. Yes, while invisible. So we can't see that you're doing a flip. No, we just see a head explode. <laughs> the flip's just for me. He's like, eh. I don't care that this is a television show. I'm turning <laughs> invisible. Roll an attack roll, and then roll an acrobatic roll, but keep it okay. to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Uh, I, <laughs> I rolled a 28 for the attack. Yeah, tracker's down a cousin. <laughs> 15 damage. I really want to fail the acrobatics check. It's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> Ooh, roll the 20 on acrobatics. It's too bad nobody can see it. <laughs> Kevin doesn't do these things for an audience. Kevin does these things for him. And as a result, nobody will ever know the perfection that happened on the gymnastics floor known as the Gary Winters show. Invisible cat just might have flipped off an invisible rod. 
<laughs> Kevin would have gotten a perfect 10 from the Russian judge. That's how good his performance was. You can go ahead and roll in a second attack if you want. Yeah, since I killed this guy, I'm gonna... My, my luck is now 16. That hits? Yeah, that means I've got Trucker in my sights. Track. Tracker. Give me another attack. <laughs> Just to be an asshole, I want to be like, you know what, I see him, I'm gonna go for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't attack him! <laughs> I want this one to avoid. I bash his friend. <laughs> Oh, natural 20 onto hit, plus nine. 13 damage plus seven critical. That did a fuck ton of damage. 29 certainly does hit. So uh, you did, go ahead and tell me your damage and we're gonna tell you how many cousins cousins? uh, Tracker has to sacrifice to survive. Well, just to string it all together, I I turned invisible, leapt off the rod, did a beautiful invisible backflip, came down with a hammer on a cousin's head, just shattered it, and then turned around, I saw a tracker, I knew it was him, swung the hammer, natural 20, plus nine, so a 29 to hit. You are a paladin, shouldn't you divine smite? (laughs) 2d8 extra radiant damage, plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than the first. Uh, So an extra, so 20, Regular damage plus 26 Divine Smite. So 46 damage. 46 damage. You know, that would have been enough to kill Tracker. However, he is going to use his one legendary action, and it's an ability called Every Man for Himself, where he's allowed to sacrifice minions around him to preserve his own life. Kevin has this perfect, there's this moment where him and Tracker lock eyes and... And actually, right before he swung the hammer, he called his shot like Babe Ruth. He pointed at Tracker. (laughs) All in bullet time. (laughs) This bullet time moment where Tracker sees the hammer coming, knows this is the end, knows that this is coming. He's about to get Gallagher, (laughs) his face being a watermelon. But he is able to use his ability, and he just starts grabbing cousins left and right, the ones who are standing next to him, and putting them in the way of this hammer blow. He takes uh, all of the five kin left around him. Plus that PA that we left unprotected. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he mistakes the PA for one of his kids. No, he knows. He knows. He's like, I'm using this guy too. <laughs> Teach him not to put a Danish in coffee. <laughs> all right. Uh, and so uh, this blow hits. Even so, even with all these cousins as uh, hammer pillows, Trekker is still thrown uh, across the studio. He hits the wall. He is bloody and on death's doorstep. Listen, I want you guys to know um, he didn't have to do Every Man for Himself. If he had asked me nicely, I would have not killed him. <laughs> but he wasted all his cousins, so that's that. I gotta say, I love the fact that he is seeking vengeance over, <laughs> like, one sib- one sibling dying. And in the process, he's just, like, killing <laughs> all the rest of his kin. Just like, nah, I- I- I'm a little bitch. I'm gonna sacrifice everybody to live (laughs) but i'm still out for vengeance this was a moment that if i reflect on i probably would not like the person i saw deep down within okay (laughs) if you're talking but but right now the the goal was to survive and by the way i'm gonna kill each and every one of you i'm getting the heck on out of here you guys made me kill so many more of my kin matter of fact i'm gonna leave and just leave there a couple kin fighting lothario they're on their own i gotta go peace out (laughs) He's leaning against the wall that he was thrown upon, and a portal opens in the wall, and he just falls back through it. You son of a bitch. 
with his ass cheeks, by the way, uh, bolted together. (laughs) (laughs) Not the point. Uh, And with that, the entire studio, uh, the rest of the cousins flee out the door. They try to get away from Lothario as fast as they can. Wait, do they, do they, do they at least get caught in the, in the spike growth? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How many of them run through the spike growth and how many of them run through my fairies? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the ones attacking Lothario leave, but the ones that Jesse catch the spike growth on, when they try to leave in a panic, not remembering what's happening, they are shredded by vines. (laughs) And any one of them who wasn't killed by vines is shredded. They make it through, torn up through these vines, only to have a fairy waiting for them at the end of that gauntlet, and things don't end well. Such a massacre. Good battle. And as blood is being (laughs) spilt all over the stage. They all leave. There's a moment of silence, just like two seconds of silence. Then the applause sign goes on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the audience starts Jim. chanting, Gertrude, Gertrude, leaves, stays, leaves, stays, Gertrude, Gertrude, leaves, stays, leaves, stains. And that has been another successful divorce here on the Gary Winters Show. I'd like to thank everybody for... Uh, coming out tonight. We know this was a great episode. We want to thank everybody and all of our attendees for getting a divorce here. Every one of our attendees gets uh, for appearing on the Gary Witcher show. The corpse of a cousin. Gets a tome of cats. (laughs) And somebody walks out and gives Cletus Wiener Oscar Mayer and two copies of the tome of cats. One of them is for Gertrude. Cletus Wiener, what do you do with that tome of cats when it's in your hand? You cat-loving man. It's a book uh, with with cats in it? Open it up and find out. I say, I th- thank you. It's I, I, my first book. I, I, open, I open it up. When you open it up, a red tabby cat jumps out into your arms. You drop the book, but when you drop it down, you see two more cats playfully look up at you coming out of the open pages of the book. Whoa. Snuggling on your leg. One of them is an all-black big old chonky cat <laughs> and the other one uh looks a lot like kevin it's like a grumpy cat type ah oh, i'm so <laughs> he shoves it back into the book <laughs> i guess you kiddies are coming with me i hope you like shower sodium that's all i got right now come on <laughs> and this is happening in the background um and this is this is all happening as the show's closing out, as everybody's clapping and the credits are rolling. You know, like Jesse's, you see the Tabaxi King overjoyed. The Fab Five all come out. I'm officially single. I'm single, y'all. I'm ready to mingle. Hugging Cleanest Wiener and like, let's go get married. <laughs> oh, and Tifi goes to Gertrude's aid. Tifi, you know she'll wake up in a little bit. She just uh, has to heal up and get some sleep. She has a magic Tampax on her head. Nope, nope. Now that I'm looking you right in the face, you're, you're still Gertrude. And I, I don't really feel anything right now. So this is weird. All right, reset it. We got nine <laughs> more episodes to record today. All right, I want you to get Bob's butt body, clean it up. Uh, we're probably not going to be able to get all the stains out. Just get the big chunks of matter. You know, Gertrude's been on the show before. You know the business. <laughs> Actually, just stain the whole carpet red. That'll be easier. Yeah, you know what? Red carpets from here on out. More blood. Just go and wring out all those bodies on the rest of the carpets. 
Gary Winter is like gives you guys a thumbs up. Thank you guys. This is the best episode we've had in a long time. I- I'll be sending you a care package with a bunch of uh, goodies that you guys can open up. I don't know. And after a Halloween episode, if you guys record one. So don't worry, there'll be some loot for you. I'll just mail it to you. It'll take a little bit to get there. <laughs> I think Edward John said something about you guys need to go find a witch in the forest. Anyhow, get the hell out of my studio. I got another divorce to do. Thanks for having us. I'd like to be back. <laughs> if your eight husbands don't ever work out, we expect to see you back, Mr. Tabaxi King. Any chance of uh, doing the wedding here, live? I don't see why not. After the ratings that we're going to get up from this episode? <laughs> Oh, I have a feeling you and me, Cletus Weena, Oscar Mayer, are going to be a beautiful friends in the future. Kings of trash TV, they'll call us. Ah, uh, we've... Here, take some of this. Try this. It's uh, actually mostly dandruff. <laughs> he takes Cletus's key bump. Oh, where have you been all my life? <laughs> and with that, you guys leave Cletus... Gary Winter and five of Cletus's fiancés. <laughs> and you're carrying Gertrude's still unconscious body. I think we're dragging it. We're just holding a foot and just dragging her. We're dragging her from her robotic arm, which leaves her like 20 feet behind. <laughs> where we're yeah, it's like 30 feet from. extended. <laughs> and that is the funny scene we're going to close out with as they are leaving Tampa Bayopolis and heading into the swamp to find the witch. Congratulations, you are now a divorced man, Cletus Weiner. Finally! Thank goodness. She didn't even have to be conscious for it. Just like our wedding! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Callens, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sharkodile. Also helping Damien run the awful Twitter and the Patreon account. And Jesse Egan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at Jesse Egan Comedy. That's also my gamer tag. On PlayStation, we had a Patreon fan that found me on PlayStation. Sal is on there. I think he's Sly Funky Monk on PlayStation. So if you want to find us there, it's at Jesse Egan Comedy, just like on all social meds. Thanks. Bijan Mustafavi. I have Twitter, Instagram. It's all Bijan Comedy. <laughs> he stays in character, and I like that. <laughs> Method act. <laughs> Clint Beiser, where can people find you? I, I want to say Clint Comedy, because everybody else has these comedy things. You do comedy? But it's not true. It's not true. I, I used to. <laughs> oh my God. In the before time, I think I did. <laughs> In the before time, I did something similar. Uh, comedy adjacent is what I like to call it. Anyways, uh, I'm on social medias. At my name, Clint Beischer, B-E-I-S-H-I-R. You can spell Clint, right? You can do it. Anyways, awful fans, I love all of you, and uh, pray for us. Pray <laughs> for the world. It's in shambles. Yeah. You get all that Clint McElroy runoff pee. I gotcha. <laughs> Clint McElroy. I love that guy. <laughs> And I have been your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. Reach out to me, uh, reach out to me, or the show at Awful D and D. I also have a personal Twitter handle under at Dungeon Mercado. Where is it, Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> that has been another episode of Where Is It, Waldo? <laughs> the fifth time. It's the kicker. <laughs> and if you like the show, you like what you hear, uh, recommend us to a friend. It's the best way the show grows. <laughs> 
This has been another mad, insane episode of Awful Neutral. Thanks for joining us. Later, nerds. There we go. You gotta keep all of that. That was amazing. Just wanted to take a minute to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers, aka my laundry list of lovers. First shout out goes out to Dirty Dwayne Donovan, who donned me in a van. Next is Fred Milano, my chocolatey and crumbly cookie of a man. Mm. Then we got Chance Deason. And what can I say? I took a chance. And it was decent. Natasia, your grain, who was permanently your grained in my heart. Christopher Skelton, who turned my skeleton into butter just by looking at me. Quezon Escobedo, who took me to Beto. Or Beto. Is it Escobedo? Escobedo would be better for this pun, but that's okay. Matthew R. I never got your last name, but you are unforgettable. To sell full of bees, who, you guessed it, filled my tusso with bees. And then the anaphylactic shock kicked in, but you know, it was still worth it. Christopher Waltrip, who gave me a trip up a wall. Amanda defies gravity. Rebecca Throop. I wanna Throop, Throop. Here I go, here I go, here I go. I wanna Throop, baby Throop. Mm. Jessica Outbeer. Did you know beer is another word for coffin? Which makes sense, cause I just about die every time you look at me. Lynette DeBell, who rang my bell and then cracked it. What can I say? I'm damaged goods, y'all. Jay Baker and his Baker's Dozen, my little Hawaiian Rover Abs Jason. That's your full name now, Jay. You're gonna be my Jason. Rick Turpin, who turned my heart to turpentine. Sometimes love feels like acid reflex. Lindsay Taylor, who tried to tailor my heart, but only broke it. I'll miss you, Lindsay. And last, we got Malleus Vomentum. Vominiatum? Vominiatum. I don't know. All I know is that last name's got Tums in it, and I finally needed some Tums for this acid reflux. If you too want to join our Patreon subscribers, or be on the Gertrude's laundry list of lovers, you can find us on Patreon.com under Awful Neutral. And you can give today to become a member of the Gertrude's Dudes. <laughs> <laughs>